Welcome to the epi- next episode of Clone Saga Chronicles. This episode is going to cover Blood Brothers. Wait, we're not covering Blood Brothers? Seriously? Okay. All right. All right. So what are we doing this episode? Okay. All right. Okay. This particular episode, we're going to be covering the Ultimate Clone Saga. Yeah, we are interrupting your regularly scheduled uh, Clone Saga Chronicles once again to bring you a special five-part series to devote time to the Ultimate Clone Saga. This was a story that ran around the issue 100 of Ultimate Spider-Man, had some wacky twists and turns, and uh, this has been something that people have been clamoring for for a bit. And we're trying, as, as we get Hurdle ever so closer to the end of the Clone Saga in the 1990s, uh, we're going to be kind of starting to wrap things up. But there's some things that we haven't released. Um, this this being a particular episode we've never released. We we actually did this back in 2011, I think. Uh, a show called Teenage Wasteland, an Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, uh, had us on to talk about the Ultimate Clone Saga. Because who better to be experts on the Clone Saga than Clone Saga experts, right? So this episode is the beginning of a five-part uh, mini-event that, uh, unfortunately, uh, Teenage Wasteland and Ultimate Spider-Man podcast is no longer in existence. Uh, it uh, used to be on iTunes, but it's no longer there. So I figured, you know, instead of letting these uh, get dusted up in the ash pit of history, I thought, why not? Let, why not put these episodes out for everybody to hear and put it out on Spidey-Dude? Uh, we had actually intended on releasing these episodes concurrently, but when these were released at the time, the site was down, and I think we were still working on feed issues. So it's like, you know, you know everything that could go wrong back when this was being released could did go wrong. And, and, and as such, I, I don't really want to view them as the lost episodes, but they're kind of that way. Uh, it's kind of fun to be to go back and, and take a snapshot back in time a little bit. Um, just to give some brief history, this was... Uh, Myself, Jason, Gerard, and I think Donovan. I don't remember if Donovan was on the show yet. Um, in fact, I don't, I don't think Don's on the show. Yeah, Don's not on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is pre-Donovan. That, that tells you how old these episodes are. Um, the fact is that during this point, um, when we were recording, Josh was running late. He was still at work, and he was having to do stuff. So he's not on the first couple of episodes. I think he... Shows up like halfway through episode three, if I remember correctly. So uh, you know, we uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. I, I, to me, these episodes are, are quite a bit of fun, and they're they're just a kind of a snapshot. So if there's any dated references to stuff we've already covered, um, sorry, I didn't really want to go through and like completely edit everything out because it kind of takes away from the charm of these episodes. So. With this, uh, we'll turn it over to um, John Wilson. We'll, uh, actually, I'll turn it over to the theme of the Spider-Man, of the Clone Saga Chronicles podcast, and then you'll hear the Teenage Wasteland theme, and then we'll uh, have John Wilson kind of start off this show. Uh, very, very, very excited to bring it to you. This will be uh, this week, and then next week we'll bring you a part two. Part one, we'll cover the first two parts of the Ultimate Clone Saga here on Clone Saga Chronicles and association with Teenage Wasteland. Of course, all of our shows are powered by Spidey-Dude.com and the Spidey Dude Radio Network. So, check out all of our other fine podcasts, such as Spectacular Radio and, of course, Mayday Mondays. We'll see you next week, here on Clone Saga Chronicles. Whoa! I don't think I even want to hear your story. All of you must hear the Scarlet Spider story. 
name is Ben Riley. I'm related to this reality's Peter Parker. How? I'm his clone. Or maybe he's my clone. We're not sure. I'm the real Spider-Man. I don't know what kind of mind game this is, but I'm the real Spider-Man. The real Peter Parker. You see? I thought I was that clone. I tried to stay out of Peter's life by taking on a new identity. I dyed my hair, changed my name to Ben Riley. When I became a costume hero of the Scarlet Spider, it really made him angry. The next big blow came from Dr. Kurt Connors. He discovered that, according to our genetic structures, it might be Peter who was the clone, not me. That news pushed Peter Parker over the edge. Now he hated me with a passion. This is starting to sound like a bad comic book plot. It gets worse. Why didn't you just tell me I was a clone? The cloning process has proven unstable. You're coming apart. So, John, what's better than one co-host? Six podcast co-hosts! Welcome to the Ultimate Clone Saga Holographic Spectacular Alpha Omega Almighty Crossover! (gasps) Hooray! Yay! Busted through the windows! Skittles! Extra dollar for variant cover! (laughs) Here we have the first ever in the world crossover between... Clone Saga Chronicles and Teenage Wasteland, an Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. Yeah, I love how you have to read the entire tagline, everybody. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there are two Teenage Wastelands out there, so I feel like I should clarify, but maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> What's the other Teenage Wasteland? Alec Berry, is that his name? I think so. Alec Berry has Secondary? a show um, called Teenage Wasteland that we didn't know about until after we'd already published our first episode. Yeah. Way to do some it's research. like Hexcast, you know? There's a, there's a Harry Potter podcast called Hexcast. <laughs> Dude, you totally just equated us to Hexcast. That is so not cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. that's, like, that's like comparing... It's about strong, independent females. It's like comparing Steve Ditko to the guy who killed John Lennon. I just don't get it. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Let's not go down that minefield again. <laughs> if, that is, if you don't know the reference, please listen. Go listen to Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Yes. So, um, this is a crossover between the team over at Clone Saga Chronicles and Zach Henderson and myself here at Ultimate uh, Teenage Wasteland. That's what we're called. Yeah. Um, Let's go around the room, everyone. Say uh, hello. 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 Like, like, okay. (laughs) Sorry, maybe that's an awkward way to do it. No, I'll I'll go first because I'm the host of my show. Sort of. Uh, I'm Zach Joyner. If you don't know who I am, I am the webmaster of SpideyDude.com. When he pays the bill. Shut up, Jason. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am also the, of course, the co-host of Clone Saga Chronicles. And joining me, of course, is these guys. But we'll go to Jason, who 
who has uh, become our regular co-host, even though he was a fill-in guy for a while. Hey, folks. <laughs> and we got Gerard Del Tour, the second. Of course, of course. Everyone, everyone can relax. I'm here. <laughs> and we got Donovan Morgan Grant. What up? And we have John Wilson, myself, and me, Zach Henderson, of course. Yay! So don't forget about the uh, ghost of Bertoni. Yeah, we also do have Bertoni sort of here. He'll um, be here in a, in a in a future episode. I will tell you this, my friends. The good news is. We're going to have a fusion between Zachary Henderson and Zach Joyner. So um, I will be known as Spidey Dude on this episode. And I will Just... be known as Spidey Dude. <laughs> it's not going to work. Oh, no, 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 no. Ultimate Spidey Dude. Because <laughs> he's younger. Yeah, exactly. He's the uh, younger version of me. I cloned myself. Actually, if we do say Spidey Dude and Ultimate Spidey Dude, that would completely remove Zach confusion from the equation. True. That is true. <laughs> this is this is pretty fun. <laughs> or we could just do Zach and Ultimate Zach. Okay, because okay, mine mine sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay. All right. John, well, you want to give us the rundown of how these this is going to work? Yeah. Uh, so I had a crazy idea. Since we are now ready to do the Clone Saga arc in. Zach's and my journey through Ultimate Spider-Man, I thought, hey, you know what? There's this other amazing podcast out there that is covering the uh, regular universe's clone saga. So I thought, you know what? We all love Spider-Man. We all love Ultimate Spider-Man, at least this part of it. Let's um, let's get together and have a big old shindig and talk about the whole uh, Ultimate Clone Saga as a, as a team-up. So here we are, all in a room, ready for the party. In my pants. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. there's only a party in your pants when there are women involved, and I don't see any women here. Yeah, I know. Well, there's Ultimate Zach, but you know. <laughs> oh damn! So, you know, John, this feels like a friend like has a- introduced me to a bunch of his friends. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Zach, I like you. Thank I like you. Your, I like your, your picture. Oh, your, uh, it's like Christian Bale at, at the bathroom of a party. He doesn't I feel like, like I'm like the only one left out. Damn it! <laughs> Swear to me, <laughs> you're out of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I closed the toilet. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, so we are going to be doing um, five episodes covering the Ultimate Clone Saga. Two issues per episode over the course of this week. Or at least that's how we're going to format it. I don't know if that's how y'all are going to format it. I assume that y'all are. That is, that is if Bertone does the editing, right? Okay. Um, so, super fantabulous week ahead of us all together here. Um, and do we really need to do any other preliminaries, or shall we dig right into it? I think... Is, is I think like a, is this going to be an actual numbered episode of Teenage Wasteland? Yeah, but I don't remember what number we're on. 45. Okay, well, this is 45. <laughs> That's why he's here. As long as you don't go with an episode zero. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have an episode zero or an alpha so, episode. This is episode two. <laughs> or a mega episode. Or an episode almost... announcement followed by episodes two and three. Without an episode one. Despite being oh. episode 45. Okay, let's, let's, let's roll. 
Okay, so um, Ultimate Spider-Man 97, released on July 12, 2006. Um, Zach Henderson, I think, has the recap. Yes, I do. That I do. And it's Ultimate Zach. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. Sorry, Ultimate Zach. Grandmaster Ultimate Zach. (laughs) More epic than regular Zach. Okay. Yeah, I had to, you know... (laughs) <laughs> Energize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go. <laughs> uh, Ultimate Spider-Man 97, entitled Clone Saga Part 1. Peter and Katie are on the phone talking, and Kitty freaks out about how Peter and Mary Jane are still talking and acting all friendly. Peter tries to explain that he and Mary Jane are just friends and nothing's happening, and that she was just helping him when they were talking that one time. But Kitty thinks he should not be talking to her. So Peter says that she has her X-Men friends to talk to, and he has no one other than MJ. Kitty freaks out and does her whole Kitty freak out thing about how Peter's still in love with Mary Jane. Uh, Aunt May walks in the room, and Peter hangs up the phone. Peter goes to school and meets MJ, and the two talk about vampires. Then MJ drags Peter to the mall. They are in the food court eating and talking when Mark Raxton walks over and says hello to MJ, and then walks away. How you doing? <laughs> Peter asks who he is. Mary Jane explains that they went on a date after her and Peter broke up. Peter asks if she has gone out with anybody else, and she jokes about dating other superheroes. She asks about Kitty, and Peter says she is grounded. Then there's a big explosion. Peter suits up and saves a little boy, but is blamed for the mall thrashing. Then he comes face to face with Ultimate Scorpion. Yay! The scorpion has some very cryptic words, and he and the spider do battle. Then the cops show up and start shooting at them both. The scorpion shoots acid out of his tail. The cops... uh, Scorpion and spider fight for a few more pages while the cops shoot at them. Spidey punches the face of the ultimate scorpion until his mask breaks to reveal that ultimate scorpion is really Peter Parker? Um, bum, at the Watson ha- at the Watson house, Mary Jane tells her mother about the mall attack and then goes to her room and is kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of, out of nowhere. Oh, by the way, she's <laughs> okay. So, um, who wants to go first? Donovan, want to go first? Uh, okay, sure. Um, how, how exactly does this? I've still not listened to the show yet. How exactly does this work? Is it like classics? Is it is it like a, just free for all? Is it you guys have a format? Uh, not really. We've he and I played this before. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just the two of us, Zach and I just kind of you know go back and forth. But I thought to keep things a little bit more, a little bit less chaotic. Like you could run through your points for the whole issue, but like if anyone has had like a response to something you said, then we could jump in. But then when you're done, then you know, person number two will go and so forth. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it quick. You don't have to keep um, it quick, okay. Um, I like this issue fine. Are, do you guys grade it or not? We don't give grades, but feel free to give a grade. Okay. Um, yeah, I like this issue fine. It's uh, It starts off very less linear, um, if that makes any sense. If you notice, when we go over these issues, there's a shock in every single issue. And the shock of this issue is, Scorpion is Peter Parker. Um, so that was kind of interesting. 
Um, I really like the design of this Ultimate Scorpion. I think it's pretty cool uh, helmet shape he has. And um, there's not much. There's a lot more heavier stuff in the issues to come. But this issue, as it stands alone, is pretty good. You know, nice normal action with Peter and MJ and Katie. Nice action with Peter and Scorpion in the mall. So um, if I had to give it a grade, and just to be pretentious, I will. I'd give it about solid B plus. It was fine. I liked it. Cool. Gerard. Um, I'm a little less uh, enthusiastic about this one than Don is. One of the real problems I think I had was that, I, I don't know about you guys, or <clears throat> maybe I should actually take a step back for a second. I don't remember the Im- issues immediately preceding this one. Should we talk about that real issue, quick? Yeah, actually you probably should. Was that the Morbius story? <laughs> yeah, the Morbius story had immediately preceded this, and uh, he and MJ had had a big, like, console peter because he just almost got turned into a vampire moment Mm -hmm. before this happened he's been dating kitty for about a year as far as uh reader time goes and she's become increasingly uh (laughs) (laughs) jealous and and betty brantish uh, you know as, as far as her character it was really cool at the beginning not so much now um and so that's kind of where we are uh aunt may has become increasingly strict with peter because She's been getting fed up with all of his, you know, skipping class and not telling her and all those things. Okay. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, I vaguely remember these issues because I haven't read a lot of them in a couple of years. Okay, thanks. Um, the artwork in this issue, it's, you know, it's bagly, but I found that the inks in this one were a little scratchy in, in places, especially those mm-hmm. first, I don't know, 10 pages or so. I don't know how the breakdown goes between Dell and uh, Cybill, which who, who inked what pages. But I'm pretty sure Dell is the one that has the slightly scratchier style, from what I can recall. Um, and he had worked on a couple of the, the Morbius issues, right? Or, well, the Morbius story was only two issues, but did, did he actually ink those those issues, or was it someone else? I can tell uh, you in two seconds. Okay. Spider-Fan would know. I'm pulling it up right now, because I'm already there. Because you're a better man than I am. Sure, let's go with that. Um... <laughs> Ink, yeah, Inker was John Dale for the Morbius. Uh, okay, arc. I thought. Yeah, All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Inker was John. Oh wait, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like totally grinding this. <laughs> the whole Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, okay, here. Okay, interesting. It's it's John Dell for '96. For '95, it's John Dell and Jimmy Palmiotti. Hmm, really? That's funny, because I thought Palmiotti didn't work for Marvel anymore after that fallout with Casada. Uh, okay. When, when was the fallout? Because this is this is back in '06. Well, that yeah, was back in '99. The fallout was like in '99. Okay, I don't I don't I don't know who Jimmy Palmiotti is to to spit at him. So uh, uh, we'll explain after we get yeah, a recording the show. There's a story too long. There's a story. Okay, call George Berryman. <laughs> He'll tell it to you. There's a treat after this podcast for you, John. Okay. Uh, so what, what were you saying, Gerard? <clears throat> anyway. Uh, the coloring was also a little strange. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Mary Jane's hair kind of changes shade several times between mm-hmm. sort of a brighter red color and sort of a muddy kind of brownish red color. Mm-hmm. I, it, 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 there's one credited colorist, which is Richard Eisenhower, but I highly suspect that there might have been more than one person, or he was using other people to do flats and then didn't color correct it or something along those lines. Um, Otherwise, I don't know. I thought the issue was kind of padded, to be honest with you. There's that whole sequence in the beginning where um, 
Peter and and Mary Jane, or he, Peter talks on the phone with Kitty, and then he goes and talks with Mary Jane, and then I don't know. I thought it was kind of a little bit of a slow start, but that's just my opinion. And so the, you, you thought that a Bendis, epi- a Bendis issue was padded? <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> it. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. You heard it here. <laughs> this just in, and water is wet. Expert, in that, you know what happened? I've been reading a lot of those early uh, Wee Bermuda issues. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, so, so the I was actually reading a couple like as early as uh, recently as yesterday. So, so the contrast is, is is stark and very frightening. So. Very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> One cool thing, though, I, I thought, which is, I guess, my last point on this issue, was that it actually had a pretty interesting callback to Ultimate Number 3 with the dialogue the Scorpion has. I actually double-checked. It is the correct dialogue. It wasn't Ben to screwing up. And the the um, uh, model of the location is also correct. So I don't even know if they anticipated that people would actually like double-check, but they, they, they were correct in their... You mean uh, the wrestling thing? You, you mean an editor actually did his job? <gasps> Which dialogue are you talking about? Uh, Ultimate Scorpion keeps yelling out, uh, what was it, Masked Man, show yourself. Who are you, Masked Man? Who are you, Masked Mystery Man? Unveil yourself to the crowd. Yes, that, that's what the uh, announcer says in the ring in Ultimate Spider-Man number three. When, uh, oh. after, after Peter beats Crusher Hogan. Wow. That's very cool. So, I didn't get this just now. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, I, I thought the mo- I didn't remember the ring that the wrestling match took place at being in a shopping mall, but I actually looked back and it was. And yeah. in fact, the design of the mall actually matches. So, <laughs> it's, it's, they didn't actually, screw up. Their- so, so what you're saying is Bendis didn't screw up and Bagley didn't screw up. Well, good job. Yes. Good yes. job. Am I the well, only so- one who didn't even get that we were at that wrestling ring? No. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, I not until just now he said it. Really? Huh? Yeah, I knew they I were thought, at the mall. I, I didn't know they were at the wrestling ring. I thought I thought they were at like the food court. No, yeah, the food the, court, like the, the wrestling ring was attached to the food court, wasn't it? No, it, it was basically a temporary setup that was in the mall. From oh, what okay. I understand, it, it, it's like a Tiffany concert. Okay. It was. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't John know. might get that one. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm older than you are, Zach. And, well, I know who Tiffany is. I'm just... <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, the fact that I know that I need to go slip my wrist now. I'll be back. Although this, is one, of traffic. Those, this is one of those instances where, like, you know, the whole weird policy they had going for a few years where they wouldn't make editor's notes. This is actually one of those instances where an editor's note would have actually been kind of nice, or at least some <gasps> acknowledgement that it calls back to the previous issue, because apparently you guys didn't get the reference. But the, but the editor's note, it just takes you out story. That's what we need to make the editor's notes cool and hip and, like, talk to the fans. <laughs> I know. This is like or, totally or, or in Steve Wacker's case, he's been making insulting tweets. That's probably getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I got on this one. Who wants to go next? Jason? Uh, sure. uh you know, uh, well, you know, little background, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is what got me into comics, and uh, for a long time I was, you know, probably Bendis's biggest defender. Uh, I-, I love Mark Bag- Bagley too; he's a great artist. I thought this was a fairly good setup issue. I mean, Gerard's right; it's it's padded, but it's Bendis. There's nothing he writes that's not like that. So I, I guess you kind of have to take that into account. 
I, I wasn't so much surprised that the Ultimate Scorpion was Peter, because, you know, the whole story is called Ultimate Clone Saga. <laughs> so I'm kind of expecting that there's going to be clones, so I thought that was kind of like... Yeah, saw that coming. Oh, oh, okay, um, but to be fair, somebody that's never read the Clone Saga before, never heard of the Clone Saga, it was probably a shocking moment. I wasn't so much shocked that it was I, Peter. I didn't say as... it was a bad moment. I just said I didn't find it that shocking. It's it's a good reveal, but even if you haven't read the Clone Saga, I mean, the story's called Clone Saga. I mean, unless you don't know what a clone is, I you know I I think it's a good a good issue. I agree with Don. I'd probably give it a B. Um. You know, uh, it's just that you know you you weren't you weren't blown away at the splash page. Sorry, repeat that. It's just that you know when, when you hit the splash page, you weren't like you know gasping for breath or anything. Yeah, I wasn't like, oh my god, it's Peter. It's kind of like, well, I'm assuming he was the one who's going to get cloned because that's what happened in the original. But I, I I have to confess, I do like that uh, Mark Bagley, who was one of the main artists of the original Clone Saga, is doing the art here. Yes. And I think I think. <laughs> I think it's a good start to a. It was a good issue. I think it's a good start to what I think is one of the stronger stories in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I can only imagine Bagley like getting the memo in his office. We're doing what? Yeah, the Clone Saga. Looks at this. God damn it! <laughs> Actually, you, you know it's funny you say that because isn't this around the time that he announced that he's leaving the book? <laughs> yeah, what? It, it was either that or was immediately after. Yeah. In one of the letters columns, it, it's during oh, the course of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, like spoilers, after the story, he talks with Aunt May, and that was his last issue. So you can imagine Bagley like running out of the office. John, you probably helped me with this. The next arc is Ultimate Knights, right? Right. Yes. And then there's and then Bagley did half of the next issue after that with the Ultimate Spot, who is quite possibly lamer than the regular Spot. Which is <laughs> I completely forgot about that guy. The, that's, yeah, hit- that's, that's because it's the Spot, Don. Did. I can't remember if Bagley did half of 111 or half of 112. It was 111. It was okay. half of 111. Okay, so that's the sixth issue after we wrap this up. So yes, Knights is out of five. Okay. Five issues, sorry, not five arcs. Uh, and then there's the talk is the half and half issue, I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to wear a condom if you're – oh, wait, sorry, wrong talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Isn't it ironic that – the Clone Saga caused Bagley to leave Amazing after, what, three years? Oh, and, and he goes out on the Clone Saga here. And he, he announces he's leaving after after this. And <laughs> wow. It's just with this poor guy who's, you know, probably one of their best artists and doesn't – I don't think he gets nearly as much credit as he deserves. No. Well, he's probably thinking, okay, okay, the fact that we're doing Clone Saga, I need to leave. I need to leave now. <laughs> it's like, you know – he was already on Spider-Man Forever when he did uh, the original Clone Saga. So this one, he was already on Ultimate Spider-Man Forever. And like, this is this is turned to be really on time. The Clone Saga? Okay, that's God telling me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I and I thought Venice had lost it when he had Peter and Wolverine switch bodies. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. not not one of not one of one of one of the stronger issues. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, I, I, I'll say I was never a huge fan of the um, Kitty Peter development. I mean, I don't think it was poorly done. I just I'm one of those fanboys who who only likes MJ for some reason. <laughs> so uh, shipper. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, fan fiction, Don. Don't do not throw me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going across my screen here, just so I know what I'm doing every time. Um, Zach, uh, Dusty Joiner, Spidey Dude. Yeah, old, uh, regular Zach. Um, okay, this <laughs> issue I was really underwhelmed with. I mean, it was it was an okay start. You had the Ultimate Scorpion. You're like, what? But other than that, okay, I can't stand I, the Kitty and, and P- Peter and MJ triangle. After a while, just didn't seem to work. Um, it seemed like okay, we're wanting to go in a different direction of MJ, um, and it just it kind of didn't feel that organic. It felt I, I liked the Kitty Peter dynamic of of the uh, crossover with the X Men over with Deadpool arc, but I really didn't. <sighs> At this point, I was getting tired of it. Um, artwork always, always win. I mean, there's, there's always, always good things to say about the art. Um, I, I really didn't notice the, uh, the muddiness of the coloring until Gerard said something. Uh, thank you, Gerard. Now I'm going to always see the. <laughs> um, you know, it's very Bendisonian. I just made that up. So it's awesome the, uh, the <laughs> I'll put it this way: when I when I reread the Clone Saga, uh, in I have the single issues. When I reread it, I reread it together, bunched up like a, like a trade because it reads so much better that way. Um, so this was just okay. Uh, you're starting to get a lot of the, some of the plot elements here, but it really starts expanding in the next issue. And Ultimate Zach, yes, um, same thing as everyone. I thought I actually really liked this issue though. So, uh, art was good. I did notice one thing on page four. Uh, Kitty says, after the whole freak-out thing, two simple words, no, I'm not in love with her. Yeah, I got that too. It's a, apparently, that's a, that's a great line. Apparently, uh, math isn't part of the X curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really think how that sentence, she didn't see a sentence through before she started saying it. <laughs> and I noticed the uh, the big Spider-Man poster she has above her bed. Yes. Like, where did she get that? But I guess they make them. Probably for the movie. She probably didn't they, didn't they the yeah, movie, right? I bet she took the picture and had it framed. But uh, good. Because she's probably stalking Peter. <laughs> yeah. No, no you, no. you know what? They mentioned that she had a Spider-Man poster in her room in the X-Men crossover. You're so right. That's right. Yeah, they did. God, God, we're nerds. I can't believe I remembered that. <laughs> you get points, though. No, that's awesome. She did say that. And whenever, like, in one of the first... Yeah, and, she, uh, and he's like, really? And she's got, like, little hearts, hearts coming out of her mind. He's like, oh, spider! <laughs> and she's wearing, like, half a costume because he's fighting Geldof. Geldof! Geldof! <laughs> Who never shows up again, even though he was supposed to be, like, some major plot point. Thank yeah. God it didn't. He became a regular character, though. Not, not really? a non a non ultimate character, yeah. Oh, okay. Y'all didn't know that he was. Um, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wiki, but um, y'all keep talking. Yeah, like, like what, is he an X Men or Spider Man? Uh, he was one of the like Avengers Initiative characters. Oh no. Um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he was introduced to by writers Dan Slott and Christos Gage um, as the Fifty State Initiative in event, Initiative Number Eight. He arrives with. <laughs> Um, he is killed very shortly after. Uh, <coughs> like they introduced him just so they could kill him. That's well, that, actually, that, that kind of makes sense because 
something that sucky has to have slot involved with it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> High five. Um, but he, had the, he had the code name Proton during the story. Anyways. But, uh, yeah, one thing I noticed in this, um, this arc is that there's a lot of explosions out of nowhere. If, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Michael Bay directed this issue. Exactly, that's what I was about to say. It was a very Michael Bay-ish. You uh, stole it out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like four Mike, people thought it the Mike. same. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you and you know it. You, you do realize on the, on the Clone Saga Chronicles feed, it's going to be like, holy beep, 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 <laughs> beep. Which is usually... Beep. Most of what Jason just, says decipherable mess anyway, regardless of whether or not it's bleep. <sighs> and at that moment, he gets dropped. Nice. <laughs> back. What else did you have, Mr. Zachary? Um, nothing really. Uh, I actually was surprised when uh, Scorpion was revealed to be Peter. Uh, this was my first series as well that got me into comics. And I actually was surprised. So, there you go. Well, there you go. Thank you for reinforcing my point. I knew Jack about the Clone Saga when I first read this story. Um, I was reading Ultimate Spider-Man, and I started reading Amazing Spider-Man a little bit later, but that was after Brand New Day had already gotten underway. So, I, I missed a lot in the 90s and the 2000s. And the Clone Saga is one of those things. I knew it was there, and it was out there, and it involved the Spider Clone. I knew nothing else. I know more now, but um, that's because you've been listening to the Clone Saga Chronicles podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as the whole Kitty Pride Peter Parker thing goes, I thought when it happened, it was totally natural. Like, why hasn't someone thought of this before? But as as the issues have gone along, it's been like she's been getting more and more whiny. And while she and Peter had some good moments in the Deadpool arc, she was also kind of annoying at the same time. And her annoying factor has begun to outweigh her this is a cool relationship idea factor. So I think that Bendis is actually giving us reasons why this relationship is not going to work so that we're rooting for him and MJ, you know, when, spoiler alert, they get back together later. They do? What? So and then, yeah. spoiler alert, they break up. <laughs> so I, I, I this is kind of ready for it to be done. Um, there's a conversation whenever Peter hangs up the phone with Kitty when Aunt May's there. He says, hi, who are you talking to? The sheriff of Crazy Town. Oh, you and MJ got back together? That's just like how the sheriff of Crazy Town equals Mary Jane in Aunt May's eyes. Not entirely uh, well, sure. I, I think he referred to her as Sheriff Crazy Town before. I think that's that's not the first. Yeah, I think he oh. did. Oh, okay. So that's that's why. See, I don't remember things from one day to another. Uh, he's like, no, there's a new sheriff in town. Um, Mark Raxton. Uh, this was kind of a cool moment for him. So he has like a, a two to one count of cool versus douche character moments. Because um, it was he 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 behaved rather nicely on his date with Mary Jane, but. Um, then he had the whole running through the school in a Spider-Man outfit to advertise his band. That was that was Looney Tunes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I just want to make sure that uh, we're all literally on the same page. Does anyone not get the Scarlet Letter reference between MJ and Peter? 
Uh, I'm, I'm not picking it up. What are you talking about? She says, no, everyone's pretty sure that you that we're getting back together eventually. It's like I have a scarlet P on my shirt. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. So I want to make sure. Um, and there was some nice honesty in this conversation with them whenever he's like, she's grounded, but she's a big fan of yours, let me tell you. She doesn't trust you. Honestly, she doesn't even know me. And there's a little moment right before the explosion. But it, it, was, it was a nice moment. I liked that moment. And I also really, 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 really like the fact that the kid has spidey shoes. <laughs> yes. Those look real. I'm pretty sure I've seen those before. I want them. I want someone to make f- or freaking um, <laughs> Spider-Man shoes in adult sizes. They have them. Um, so buy those. You're in Rob, man. Okay, the th- the, you know, the first thing they're going to look, they're going to look down at your shoes, and then they're going to look at your left hand. And then they're going to think your ring is fake. Because, <laughs> because quite, no, no woman alive would put up with that bullshit. I'm just saying. They don't have to be like bright blue and red. So, you know, let's say, hey, 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 BD's married. Yeah, okay, but BD would not be wearing Spider-Man shoes. He would put them on Wait, Ava. Why wouldn't he? He, he has Spider-Man toilet paper. Why would he not wear Spider-Man <laughs> shoes? Okay, he doesn't wipe his ass with toilet paper. How do you know? Yeah, have you, have you like, seen no. the picture of his den dude? Okay, yeah. Okay, but let me let me be clear. No, no, that. Zach, you're failing well, right here. Just stop. No, no, no. Hey, you're ahead. no, no. Screw you. I'm the host of my respective podcast. I am asserting my authority. <laughs> <laughs> is this what you do when dates go bad? You say you assert your authority? I have a measuring stick here if y'all want it. Thank you. Um, but no, I'll tell you, Jason, He, from the time I've met that, that as long as I've known Brad, he's one of that toilet paper. So when he finally got it a couple of years ago, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely keeping this because this is so cool. I'm never going to use it. <laughs> Think about that statement out of context. For as long as I've known this man, he's wanted that toilet paper. <laughs> That's one of the great out of context quotes. Out of context theater. Exactly. The worst part about it is, though, it, it leads to, to the mind imagination, and with imagination comes fear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're ready to roll the 98. No, not quite yet. I had just a couple other notes. Okay. Um, the uh, the grammar Nazi came out on right after Spider Man rescued the boy and the mom's like get away from my baby you monster he says should have saw that coming it, it should have seen that coming uh, he also misspells Chick Fil A when he says it um, well probably, that was probably for copyright reasons oh yeah that's right that could be true um, but for the record there is only one Chick Fil A in all of the state of New York and it is located on New York University campus it is not at the Jackson Heights Mall in Queens, which is where we are right now. So, bitches. Yeah. This is what John does, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, having lived in New England, and I, I learned where the Chick fil A's were. And them I was like, there's a Chick fil A on NYU's campus? Not when I was going there. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All he had was a stinking Burger King. Hey, 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 come on, man. It's kind of half a Chick Fil A too, as like an express mini Chick Fil A, but it's it's you know Chick Fil A. <laughs> no, I was making but in the in the basement of the uh, Weinstein building, they have a bunch of uh, like store places. Obviously, you know you're in New York, so you can get anything you want. But I'm just saying, New York. That, that's New probably where the Chick Fil A is. Uh, I, I liked the action. I, I liked the fight. I liked the, the scorpion. I liked the uh, stuff between him and Spider Man, uh, especially when the cops started shooting at both of them. 
having to take on the ultimate scorpion and the cops at the same time was pretty intense. And, um, yeah, good, solid issue. Really nice moment between um, Peter and MJ, and then MJ getting kidnapped at the end, just sort of out of nowhere. You got yeah. something in the mail from Bernard, which is, of course, a liberal arts college for women in New York City, if you don't know, and then suddenly, you know, MJ's not there. Don't so, um, overall, I'd give this, uh, let's see, what grade? I think I'd give it a triangle. That's my grade for this issue. <laughs> a triangle. Huh? Why not? I use my own scale, just so you know. Okay. Do we have all the grades from everybody? Because I didn't give a grade. I'm gonna I didn't it. Neither did I. Okay. Let's just go down go, go down the room. We don't do grades. We, just... we can do grades. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. We'll start with Donovan. Grade. A plus. Gerard, grade. You're going to put me on the spot like this, aren't you? Uh, yes, I would give this one about a C plus. C plus? Okay. Jason, grade. B. E? B. Oh, I said E. B <laughs> <laughs> is an elephant. <laughs> I was like, really? That's below an F. Um, John was. I'm going to go an A minus. Ultimate Zach. A minus. <laughs> and I give it a B. As in boy. Well, you're all stupid. As in balls. <laughs> <laughs> B as in balls. That's good enough for me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. That's dangerous thinking there, pal. Who the porn star? Um, Two balls. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, were we doing the Sesame Street thing? I, can't, I, I am know. called the Count because <laughs> I love to <laughs> And when I'm all alone, I myself. myself. <laughs> I start slowly, slowly getting faster. Once, you know, so once I start bleeping, I cannot. I find it very hard to stop. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. You see those crossovers on the video. <laughs> Good old fun for the whole family, kids. <laughs> okay. All right. <sighs> Going to issue ninety-eight. Released August second, two thousand six, in October, or for the cover date, October. Um, Jeez, I the, was a junior in high school when this thing came out. You were a junior in high school in two thousand six. Two thousand six. I was. I was. No, no. I was, you know what? I would have. I would be a senior in 06 and 07. Okay, no. Okay, so you're, you're getting ready for your senior year in August 2nd. Yes. I was uh, actually moving out of my my parents' house, which is ironic now that I'm doing this podcast and moving back in. Oh, this is the summer that I moved to Connecticut. Nice. What were you doing, Zach? Oh, me? Yeah, you. No. Oh. Uh, in 2006... Learning how to spell. <laughs> it's not that young. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was horrible. Zach? Uh, in this, around this time is when I would have started learning to play the guitar. Oh, there you go. Right. Gerard, were you, st- you were in college, right? Yeah, this would have been, this is early August. This I would have been getting ready for my last year of five. Because I did five years of undergrad. Because I, I was mm-hmm. doing two majors. Ooh. Yeah, so I was getting ready to hop on the path train to Hoboken and get my engineering degree. <laughs> you know, I remember this year pretty well because I was like, people people bash on it now, but when like it was leading up to like uh, the spring of 07, people were seriously hyped for Spider-Man three, 
And I was like, you know, oh, God, it's, it's going to be like in the first half of 2007. It's so long to wait. So I remember that pretty well. As well this was not, high for crawl spacers that are listening, this was not long after the original Sir Spidey incident. <laughs> in the golden age. Yeah, the uh, the golden age of the crawl space. In the days when the world was young. Indeed. Um, okay, so issue 98. uh Obviously, cover date 2006, August 2nd. Uh, brighter is Brian Michael Bendis. Mar- Mark Bagley is the penciler. John Dow and Drew Hennessy are the inkers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's Drew go back to the story, too. Okay. Um, well, I've only drank that once. Threw up on it, too. Um, uh. Justin Ponsor? Ponsor? Yay! I love Justin Ponsor, just for the record. Uh, VC's Corey Pettit Brad Johansson no relation to Scarlet is the production John Barber is the associate editor Ralph Macchio is the editor Joe Casada editor-in-chief Dan Buckley publisher cover is by Mark Bagley and Richard Isenov Isenov? Isenov, thank you our issue begins at the Baxter building home of the world-famous Fantastic Four Reed Richards decides to play a practical joke on Johnny by having him drink his own urine. But wait, it's water. But wait, it came from urine. <laughs> like Waterworld. And the fact that um, Reed knows the name of Kevin Costner's main character of Waterworld just scares me, just like Ben Grimm says. Um, then the uh, alarm goes off. You've got Peter holding the uh, knocked-out body of Ultimate Scorpion. And, well, Peter gets electrocuted and shocked. <laughs> <laughs> So does Scorpion, but he doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah, this further knocks. Scorpion further goes into his coma. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Peter's begging uh, Reed Richards to help, and and um, he starts doing analysis. Peter Parker, 94.2% match? Oh, my God. And then they're talking about how his ca- tail is mecha- uh, mechanically grafted to his spinal cord. It's an illegal biograft. Then we get the... Um, some some talk between Nick Fury as you know Samuel L. Jackson and yeah. <laughs> and Reed Richards about uh, about the if Shield this was a Shield sanctioned thing and uh, Peter eventually bolts out because yeah, he freaks the hell out and he goes to he goes home well he's greeted by Aunt May who's like Peter Ag. And uh, Aunt May asks if, if uh, Mary Jane is with Peter. No, Peter bolts over to Mary Jane's house, and we see uh, after we get the freak out with Mary Jane's mom, not to be confused with Miss uh, with Anna Watson. Uh, <laughs> Peter goes to the abandoned warehouse where they frequently would meet. There, instead of seeing MJ, he sees Spider Girl. I mean, Ultimate Scarlet Spider. I mean, Spider Woman. <laughs> Ultimate. Je- uh, yeah. Um. The two of them fight, and uh, Peter then goes back home. Peter, seeing a figure inside the house <coughs> he used to live, which was right across the street, Peter walks in, and <gasps> in the shocking moment of the issue, the full splash page, you have Gwen Stacy? Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Cut back to um, Mysterious Lab somewhere where MJ awakens, and it's Peter talking. And Peter's talking, and he's in the shadows. No, no reason why. She's freaking out, of course. 
And then our other final splash page, actually the final splash page of the issue, <gasps> they're at Oscorp? <laughs> yes, they're at Oscorp. And that ends issue number 98, Clone Saga, part two. Or do, if you will. Good deal. All right, let's um, let's start with Ultimate Zack this time. Ultimate me, okay. Um, I thought it was no, a good issue. Zach. Sorry, it's mean. Um, not to nitpick, but in your recap, you forgot to mention that oh. uh, Peter reveals himself to the Fantastic Four. I, I, yeah. I am so sorry. I skipped over that line. I, I do apologize. During this whole entire process, where before Peter freaks the hell out and runs away, you have um, Peter revealing his identity to them, and uh, Johnny's like, huh, we went to school together. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I just really liked that scene. I thought it, that, that was a really good little... Well, why are you freaking out so much, Peter? This is why. I mean, Spider-Man, you know, because I'm... Spider- I'm whatever. Peter Parker. I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, but um, good issue. Good arc. Like uh, everyone said about the last issue, this one's a little more in-depth into the story. I liked uh, the appearance of Ultimate Spider-Woman. And... Gwen Stacy, that was cool. So if I had to give this a grade, it'd be probably an an A. A. Whoa. Just to keep the order, I'm going to go next. Um, I thought this issue was a big step up from the last one. Um, I am a huge fan of the Ultimate Fantastic Four, except for after... um, God Wars? Ultimate mystery where it turns out Reed Richards is like evil, which I haven't read, but that's what it says online. Yeah, but talking about like, you know, the first main series. Um, Once they get to like the the Thanos arc, I think it's like God War or something. From that to pretty much the end of the series, I'm not as fond of. But uh, them as characters and the first good half to two thirds of that series, I really, really enjoyed. So having them here was was happiness for me. Um, Plus Ultimate Susan Storm. Um... Yeah, so... <laughs> You're just, married. Just remember that. You know what? I wouldn't be if Susan Storm walked into my house. Just saying. Um, <laughs> You'd hit it like a meteoroid. It hits a planet. <clears throat> exactly. I don't know what that means, but probably. That's a George Baron quote. Note for life, never drink pee. Or XP. You just you just don't do that. That's, that's not cool. Um, I drank pee once. <laughs> Everything got quiet. Wow. Good night, everybody. <laughs> the fun goes. It was one of those things. It's like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, it tastes like pee." I'm like, "I wonder what that means exactly." I didn't swallow. Relax. Oh, just like Bill Clinton. Oh wait, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was Monica Bell swallowing. I didn't swallow. I have a note here. Oh, here we go. Uh, Reed Richards says security overrides Senat. Joe Senat and Inker for Kirby. Yes, so that that made me laugh. And I just noticed while you were doing your recap that Ultimate Scorpion has Ninja Turtle hands. Oh no, dude, no way. Let me see it. Oh no, yeah, he does. Like, especially if you, you can see on the page where Spider-Man gets electrocuted down at the bottom when Susan is saying, what is this? What have you brought here? Um, and yeah... Uh, the clone of Peter has Ninja Turtle hands. Now, That's just cool. a, little, a little science geek note. Um, 
Reed Richards says is a 94 point something percent match. I'm going to have to assume that he's saying there's a 94 percent match with certain markers that he's looking at and not with the entire DNA strand. Because a 94% match of the entire strand would mean he's not even a primate. Um, primates have 99... Uh, apes have 99% chimpanzees in common with humans. And so if you're going down to 94, you're, you're getting pretty far from humans. So that's my science geek note on, on DNA understanding. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is A, a super-powered uh, uh, human being, and B, a clone. So... I mean, I, I know that I know that's why he's not 99, but I figure that's why the it doesn't match up with your ape science. With my ape science. <laughs> now, now, now I'm thinking. Of recent, I'm thinking of the recent episode of Futurama. My my ancestors were not apes; they were orangutans, hardworking, patriotic orangutans. <laughs> Get your damn hands off me, you damn dirty ape! Indeed. Anyone else see that episode? I did not. I'm sorry. I wish I had. I love Futurama. The, the, the robots evolve via creation. It's actually rather funny. Was that in the first series, or is that something? No, it was seen? one of the new episodes. Okay, that's why I didn't recognize the quote. I saw the whole first series. I haven't seen anything since. Um, just a little ultimate continuity note. Whenever Reed Richards calls Nick Fury, he says, Dr. Richards, I haven't changed my mind about the Scroll Initiative, you. And I want to know what Scroll Initiative he's talking about. Because I haven't done anything else with the scroll story since President Thor, and I would kind of <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a storyline? Yeah, in Ultimate Fantastic Four, they did a story called President Thor. That <laughs> oh god, that sounds awesome. All right, and, and, and Ultimate Thor screws up everything by giving everyone superpowers, and the scrolls annihilate humanity. Basically, yeah. Uh, the only person that doesn't get killed is Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm. Yeah, Ultimate Thor is a lot more stupid than regular Thor, who is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, you bring everybody back to life. Now I remember why I didn't read Ultimate Fantastic Four. <laughs> it was a good story. There's time travel. There are parallel universes. There's scrolls. There's everyone with superpowers. There's really and then at the and then at the end, Ben gets upset because there aren't razors that are sharp enough to let him slit his wrists because he hates being a rock. This is true. Ben Grimm is very self-loathing, well, but you know what? He was very self-loathing in early Fantastic Four, too. They just didn't have the emotional weight of the modern stories. I picked up an ultimate Fantastic Four issue once, and then when I was done reading it, I closed it and said, well, that was garbage, and threw it out the window. Well, fine. You know, you know, well, well, you know what, it, what it has in common with regular uh, Ultimate Fantastic Sorry, with regular Fantastic Four? They were both written by Mark Millar. Yeah, well, and both runs suck, so. Wait, I, I thought it was hitting. I would so, stay on topic. We're walking all over my team. I'm going to have a little crying time over here. But after I do that, um, there was a note I had about our friend Bertoni. Let me get to that page. Oh, yes, when Gwen Stacy shows up, because he and I have gone rounds and rounds about Ultimate Gwen Stacy. Hopefully, he'll be uh, available before we actually start talking about that. Cause really? I don't, I don't think I was there for those rounds. I'm not going to yeah. Ultimate it, it, It's, it's going to be fun. Um,. Uh, Spider-Woman, Scarlet Spider, bunch of different ideas, hodgepodge into one character here. Kind of came out of nowhere, a female Spider-Man. I thought it was a surprise. Female! Female! <laughs> I, they I made the costume to... Scarlet. You know what? They named I... her, they named her uh, a name of, of, of Bendis' love that uh, he would uh, ru- you know, run off and marry. If he Jessica Drew? Yeah, the capacity to do so. 
That is Spider-Woman. So it makes sense. Kind of like Jeff Johns and Hal Jordan. Now, um... Or, or Russell T. Davis and Doctor Who. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but some when I was first talking to a friend of mine, a co-worker, actually, about, this, this. <laughs> about this issue, um, okay. he said, so here, here's my question. If you have sex with a female clone of yourself, is it incest or masturbation? Mm-hmm. It's incest. Wincest. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so what do you think is... Okay. As I was reading through the story, especially rereading it for this ep- for these episodes because I know more about the Klon saga now, I kept on getting nods, like kind of what we've already been saying, that they're, they're suggesting the regular clone saga tropes without actually using them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever Shadow Peter is talking to Mary Jane, Mary Jane, I wrote down, this is probably supposed to make you think of Ben Riley because it's obviously a clone of Peter Parker. But then as we were getting into the, 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 the preliminary stuff before we started actually recording, y'all were saying that he is Ultimate Kane. So now I'm actually kind of wondering if, if maybe I was thinking that that should be a Kane well, in there. I thought it was yeah. Kane because of the clone generation. Well, we don't, it, we don't see that here yet. We only see uh, the shadow. To be fair, he Kane did kidnap Mary Jane. Did he? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he, he also lurked and he, in the shadows quite a bit. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since Kane is actually a clone of Peter, this was probably supposed to recall Ultimate Kane. And then when we get to the last page with Oscorp, you know... Not people who know the original Clone Saga probably think they know where the story is going at this point. Yes. But that's not true. Um, <laughs> one thing I realized that, that when I was reading this book is that um, something about Bagley's females that I really like, the way he does them in the Ultimate Universe, the way he does them, the way he draws them in the Ultimate Universe, is that their clothes and costumes don't cup their breasts. I know that, like, that's the common thing in comics. Not like a good set of tits, like as much as the next guy, but having a having a story about teenagers and stuff, and and having their clothes fit a more natural way. I just hadn't really thought about that before the day I read this, you know, earlier this week, and so I made a note about it. I like well, the thing about Badly is that, in, specifically with Ultimate Spider-Man, he always draws. I've never not seen a Mary Jane drawing of him in Ultimate Spider-Man where she doesn't wear like a midriff. Yeah, he does like the girl bellies, doesn't he? Like, like every single time. And I'm not really complaining, but it's like, you know, the, I guess it's a style of her. So she always, always, always shows her belly. And I guess that's sort of like his uh, little addition to her character. They even make a comment about it. There's one time where Peter and MJ are joking about uh, giving her a costume. And he's like, yeah, you'd probably cut the belly out of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. Which is strange because when she first showed up, she was like a dowdy kind of nerd character. What the what the I hell? Is? Dowdy, but she was like she was like Brainy Jane or something like that. And that Brainy was, Jane. Yeah. That, la- that lasted what two issues? Something like that. I know. <laughs> well, the whole I mean, her entire look has changed a lot over the course of the series. It's not just the yeah. Brain she part started out with glasses and then she didn't wear them, and now she's back to wearing glasses again and looking like a manga character. Well, this is the this same series that has Eddie Brock as a reporter and as a college student. With a purple um, – no, not Eddie Brock. I'm sorry. That's going with Kenneth. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he shows up in what – was it like G14? The Doc Hawkins. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a reporter, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Eddie you Brock could theoretically Brock. have two different people with the same name in New York City. Impossible. Impossible. Kim Possible. <laughs> so uh, I, have if I, to, I have a video for you later there, guys. 
I knew I know where you're going with the Zach. I saw it too. I it know. is a okay. I'll put it that way. Indeed. <laughs> There's another treat for the show after the podcast. But, uh, I'm all going this, drinking. This one's gonna give me an A plus here. I, I really, really enjoyed this issue. Donovan, go. Okay. Um, I didn't like this one as much as the first one, but. I mean, I don't know. Like, I really, I really like the storyline. I mean, this is the first time I've read it since the first time I read it. Uh, so this is the second time I've ever read it. Same here, by the um, way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm digging this. I, I, I don't know. I think there's like two, there's like two sides to this this whole book. Either it's kind of slow and you're sort of like, I guess padding. But I like how he writes padding because even though the characters kind of have dialogue, the dialogue is interesting. And then there's stuff where all the characters are very reactionary. And especially with the storyline, there's a lot of that going on. But, um, I mean, if I were to give it a grade, and I will, then I'll give it probably maybe just a, a straight B instead of a B plus. But, I mean, it, it's pretty much – it's pretty good. I really like the portrayal of the Ultimate Fantasy 64 because I've not read any of them. But I like how – I like how Reed Richards is. He's like, oh, can you do it so Nick Fury doesn't know you're doing it? Oh, that I can do. I like how uh, – he's kind of, I don't know. He reminds me of Simon from the from the Three Chipmunks, but uh, it doesn't, that doesn't really make any sense. Um I don't have many notes for this glasses. issue. I don't know because he has glasses and then he's the nerdy one. Uh, I, I'll, I'll roll with that. Um, oh, there's there's one. Here's a note on page twelve when um, Peter Mary Jane's house talking to his mom and they show him in the, in the final panel. They show the window. Can, did you guys check the the hand footprints? Mm-hmm. Like the mark of Cain. <gasps> How cute! Uh, I did not notice that. I noticed that during the recap, but I didn't notice that at first. But um, other than that, is I'll, I'll, I'll sort of um, expand on what John was saying. Cause I was when I was reading this yesterday. Yeah, it, it's it's really well written in the fact that it's basically the ultimate version of Clone Saga. But there are shadows of the original Clone Saga. They're not really. It's really a more almost like a subtext. But like when you have things like Ultimate Kane, none like none of these characters are named any of the other characters really. Um, they're kind of like the fan names, or whatever. But there are there are like echoes of what ha- what went on before. Like you could call Spider Woman Scarlet Spider because she is in a Scarlet Scarlet costume. I mean, it's hard to tell here because she's the knight. But uh, I like I like how they're they're sort of I, I like how they're similarities, but they're very 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 like vague. And um, I kind of like that that kind of storytelling. Um, but that, that's all I have to say about it. Okay, uh, Gerard. Uh, I, I don't like this. This is going to be a common theme, I think. I don't like this issue as much as you guys do. Um, the, 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 there are three things that really, really annoy me about this issue. Number one, Ultimate Fantastic Four. Not because I don't like them or anything like that, but because the, this, their appearance in this arc, they are in there way too much of it. And they're, the way that they're used is basically to solve plot points. It's not so much in this issue. We'll get to it more later, but I mean... It's basically anytime anything needs to be happened due to plot convenience, what somebody from the Fantastic Four solves that loophole. And it's I like it's like, like a little it's like a little kid telling a story. And then the ultimate Fantastic Four show up. <gasps> and I, then I, they show up again. The you need to see if Richard Parker is you know, well, I'm not gonna <laughs> let's not let's keep that <laughs> uh, uh, to, to to be fair well, I don't want to say to be fair on that, but to respond to that, ultimate uh, Fantastic Four was half created by Bendis, so he probably likes to use them when he gets the chance. Um, oh. But you're right; it does become half of the Fantastic Four story by the by the end of it. Okay. Second thing: Gwen Stacy reappears. 
I never, from the moment I first saw that page, I never for one second actually believed that was Gwen Stacy. <laughs> because it's, she shows up in an arc about clones. Come on. Like, was, <laughs> no, I, did anybody actually, I asked, this is a legitimate, serious question for you guys. Did any of you guys actually believe, even momentarily, that that was actually Gwen? Not really. I mean, I, I don't no, think No, but it turns out it is, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I, uh, I, it was I don't a know if I remember. Stacey, but not the Gwen. Well, technically, it is now. It's unless you're saying that the Carnage Gwen isn't the real Gwen. This see, that's that's part of the thing I want to because that's exactly what uh, argument Bertoni and I have had recently on the whole thing. Oh, is yeah. is the is the current Ultimate Gwen Stacy Carnage poop or is it really Gwen? <laughs> Can't really be that though, because you get the impression that she was actually had like a funeral and a burial and all that stuff. Right. Well, I don't know. Uh, this is not an argument for this place. Like, but I just, I don't know. That was never convincing to me. And I felt like it was just trying to put a shock for shock's sake. And when you do that, if the shock isn't effective, then that's just a waste of time. And uh, <laughs> the third thing, uh, this is probably going to piss off a lot of Bendis fans, but Ultimate Spider Woman. Oh, man. When she appears, or, or I don't know, are we going to call her Spider-Woman? Are we calling her Scarlet Spider? In my yeah. head, she's Spider-Woman, but I don't know how y'all feel about her. That is, that is I, the character the name's character. Uh, well, because, because they already gave us they already gave us the uh, ultimate version of Ben Riley. We'll call her Spider-Woman. Okay. But she is a Scarlet Spider-Woman. Yes, she is. Ha-ha! There you go. Okay. First. I know this is a classical trope of superhero comics. But it's one of the ones that I really can't stand, which is character shows up, character has a misunderstanding fight with the with the hero, character makes the hero look like a jackass in order to make said character look cool, said character does not completely solve the misunderstanding until their next appearance. I hate that, I hate that, I hate that, I hate that, I hate that. <laughs> and Tell us how you really feel. And that happens in this issue. She shows up, she acts like a jackass instead of actually explaining what she's there for. She the crap out of him for no reason than leave. I hated that. I, I have no. I can't really put it into like eloquent words or describe why I don't like that or any, give any reasonable explanation. It's one of those things that just hit. It's one of those anger triggers that just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up, the, a, a vein pop out of my head, and then I get into like a frothing anger. That doesn't happen very often, but this is one of those things that makes it happen. She does apologize for it later on. She says, I, 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 she says, I guess I should have explained and not fought. Because that makes it better. I'm sorry I crushed that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I ran away because that's what the plot needed at the time. <laughs> you see the script? Oh, yeah, because that really excuses it. Um, <laughs> but, hey, it's Bagley, so the artwork looks great. And to be perfectly honest with you, the ending I actually really liked. Because when they pulled out to the Oscorp thing, that was it, it reminds me of like um what's a good way to put this? You know you know how when you structure like cartoons or like you know, series T V that that first commercial break is really important because you want to hook people into reading the rest of it. For some reason, I don't know why, because this is probably the least of the reveals that they've had in this thing so far. That was the one that hooked me, because I'm like, ooh, what is he, what the, what? What's he going to do? Why are they there? You know, that's the one that had me more interested than the, the new one there. <laughs> or the Spider-Woman, of the, of the three. 
I mean, they introduced Gwen Stacy, they introduced Spider Woman, and then they pull out and show that they're an Oscorp. The Oscorp thing was the one that interested me more than the that's other. That's why they did it last, probably. Get you for the next issue. But that's the thing, because it seems like the Gwen one should have been the. I don't know. Well, they, they, they put her. They put her on the damn cover for the next issue, and anybody that re- reads the internets. Oh, Zach, I have a really, I have a contentious point about that that we'll get to because I'm, I'm recapping that issue. And I, okay. something I didn't notice until I started writing my recap, but we'll get to that. Um, so I, I don't know. I really didn't like this issue at all. So I'm, I'm actually going to give this one a D plus. Ooh, wow. What? Um, how do, where, where's the hangout button on the on the, on Skype? <laughs> No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you're, 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 you're allowed to. Did, did, you're, we, did we shift from reviewing Ultimate Clone Saga to Ultimate Clone uh, Maximum Clonage, or what? What the hell happened? <laughs> I, no, no, no. I don't think I gave a grade that high. The Ultimate Clonage episode. Oh no, you did. You did part four. You gave it oh, a D minus. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And you gave actually, you know, you gave Amazing the Amazing issue a C. <gasps> I did. Oh, yeah, my God. for the artwork. For the artwork. I'm actually. I must have been getting, like, a contact high from workers or something. Uh. Okay, Jason, go. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, I like this issue for the most part. Um, I did really like the, uh, re- Ultimate Scorpion had the, uh, full Scorpion tail genetically grafted to his spine. I thought that was pretty cool. Um... Much more believable than a telepathically manipulated machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole 94% oh, yeah. match to Peter Parker, yeah, that, that's kind of a problem. But it's it's comic books, you know, science. Uh, I vote. I, what? I, I, I like the idea of Spider-Woman. I, I'm going to agree with Gerard here. I don't really care for the show up, you know, ha- have a bitch fest where Peter gets his ass kicked after he makes a mistake. Um, I do like the... Uh, oh, I'm going to confess here. Place I agree with John. I like the ultimate Fantastic Four as they're used here. Because uh, I like the Fantastic Four, but I've always thought that uh, Reed Richards is a complete total asshole. And I like that ultimate Reed Richards is not a complete dick. I guess until now he's a villain or something. But, uh... Is he a villain? He is now, from what I understand. They teased at the end of mystery, Ultimate Mystery Number Three. They have him behind all the bad stuff that's been going on. So we don't. Re- the the exposition is going to happen next issue, I'm sure. Probably. Uh, although the the whole it the Gwen Stacy thing is really weird because it turns out you know okay clone Gwen Stacy but. She might not be a clone. She's <laughs> carnage poop. I like how you put that. Uh, Bertone gets the credit for that. Okay, was that Bertone? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think the thing I, I like most was uh, how upset Peter is, obviously, that you know MJ's been gone, that he, uh, he cares for her. Uh, and the reveal that she's like stuck in some glass prison at Oscorp. I thought that was cool. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'd give it like B plus. I thought it was solid, slightly better than last issue. She's stuck in Candor. 
Okay, Zach, uh, Zach Joyner, take us, take us the rest of the way. Um, I liked this issue. I, I did. Um, you know, I was like, ooh, Scarlet Spider, yay. Ben's costume's better. Um, Tell that but, to George Berryman. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I really like the elements of, of, of them having the misunderstanding fight. I like that trope. Gerard. <laughs> Uh, I liked it, at least in this issue. Um, the reveal of Gwen Stacy was, was eh, okay, cool. But then the freaking Oscorp reveal was just win. God, that was win. Great, great last splash page. Um, the fact that they had a letters page was cool. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man was like, oh yeah, we have a letters page. Oh yeah, we forgot. Um... But other than that, I mean, really, it was it was it's a Bendis issue, so there really isn't a whole lot to talk about other than the fact, it, you know, I like, I, I love the opening scene. Johnny, drink this. It's water. <laughs> yep. I can see the headline: Doctor Reed Richards, leader of the of the famous world famous Fantastic Four, discovered water. Nobel Committee in emergency session. I made it for my urine. What? <laughs> <laughs> Reed. Are you, are you, are you, why would you even do that? I saw the Mariner do it and I wonder if it could be done. Who? The Mariner. I thought he's, at first, when he, before I read the second, the second bubble, I, I originally thought, Submariner? He's been introduced? Um, Mariner, Kevin Costner's n- n- name in Waterworld. Actually, Submariner was introduced. Yeah, he's in the Ultimate Fantastic Four at this, by this point, yeah. Okay. By Greg Land, which means he has, he has porn face the entire time he shows up oh yeah ah yeah anyway um, I can't... screw you greg land um but it's water now susan as a rule listen as a rule society frowns upon agreeing serving anything to anyone that is or was at any time remote even remotely resembling pee so what about gatorade mm, that's a good point um now i want gatorade yeah, I do. I do too. <laughs> I want some hot Kool Aid. Mm, yeah, some hot Kool Aid. So other than that, I mean, that's my. I'm gonna give this a solid B. So uh, we'll go back down the the row and have everybody get their grades again, like we did last time. Donovan. Uh, B. Gerard. D plus. D plus. It makes me sound crazy, but it is. <laughs> uh, Jason. B plus. B plus. John, A straight. It's not plus or minus. Okay. Uh, Bertoni, uh, or wait, Zachary. Uh, A. You did that on purpose. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, Bertoni. Um, And I, of course, I'm going to give this, what what did I just give it? I gave it a B, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I I didn't want to give it an A and then go back and give it a B or whatever and contradict myself because I'm reading ahead. Um, and that about wraps up this episode of the epic crossover between Clone Saga Chronicles and Teenage Wasteland and Ultimate Spider-Man Podcast. I'm Zach Joyner, and John, for, for John Wilson and the gang, I'm signing off. And thanks it, for listening. Thanks for listening, yeah. <laughs>